0: Welcome to Well We're Waiting. I'm your host, CJ Dieters. And I know I haven't done an episode of the Well We're Waiting podcast in quite a while. Um, it's something I've wanted wanted to get out. I um, just really haven't had the time to prep. Now, this episode itself is, we'll say, 70% prepped. Um, I may go on tangents. I may, you know... Decided to talk about subjects that I haven't been getting prepared for. But um, you know, we're just gonna go with it. But I'm excited to get out another episode of this this podcast. Um, so today what we're going to talk about eventually here is financial preparedness. Now, I talked in one of the last episodes that I did of this podcast about um, preparedness in general, and you know, I, I talked about it before, but I'll bring it up again. If you want much more in depth, in depth um, information on you know getting prepared for you know things that happen, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes, uh, the financial market crashing, or even you know just losing your job or things like that. Um, look at Casual Preppers Podcast, um, they're, you know, it's in the name, they're, they are preppers, but they're, they're very casual about it, they're not gonna scare you, they're not gonna make you feel like you have to get yourself a bunker, um, and, like, the world is ending any day now, but they, they do realize that there is a need to get prepared for stuff, and they're also very entertaining, very silly. So, um, don't want to go on too long about them, but casual Preppers podcasts, if you need more information on that. But today we're going to be talking about financial preparedness. Um, and we're going to be borrowing basically 100% from Dave Ramsey. If you're not familiar with Dave Ramsey, um, he hosts a radio show every single day, you know, five days a week at least. Um, and Teaches people how to get out of debt and then from that point how to win with money. Um, So, we're going to be talking about um, his system and why you would want to do something like this. Um, Just so you know, this is something that I am currently working on. It it takes time, it it takes a lot of effort and focus to get done, Um, but it's something I'm working on. I also did an episode of my sister's podcast, the Something to be Glad About podcast. Um, If you're looking for another good podcast, check that out too. Um, But I did an episode talking about Dave Ramsey's stuff on on that podcast as well. But felt it was necessary to get this information out on my own channel. Um, But before we get on into all that, there's something that I wanted to talk about that... I'm sure a lot of you have noticed, and the, it's the, the modernization of everything. And so what I'm talking about is, I remember, you know, I, I was born in the 90s, so I grew up late 90s, you know, early 2000s. I remember McDonald's, Taco Bell, all these places having, you know, silly buildings. You know, and they had their play places, and they had... It was fun. It was, they realized that they were a fast food restaurant. It was it was fun. But now everything has switched to this modern design. Everything's black and grey and square and there's there's no fun allowed within it. And you know, I was looking at there was a video on YouTube I watched the other day. It was NBA teams and their logos changing over time and so it was, you know. So if you take like a team like the Bucks, the Bucks had this back in the 50s through the 60s and the 70s had a little deer with a sweater on that had a big old B on it, I think. And was sitting there, you know, spinning a basketball on its fingers. And then they moved to just a straight up logo with a deer and they had a few different iterations of that. Now it's just... For most teams, it's just these these little circles that say Milwaukee Bucks or Utah Jazz or whoever the team is. And... It's not a... I guess it's not a huge issue. You know? And it's something that I'm just going to be complaining about because I'm... I don't know... <laughs> I hate to complain, but I feel like we've kind of taken the fun out of the world around us, um, you know, so it's no longer, you know, the fun place to go to McDonald's, instead for kids, you know, it's the fun thing to be on their phone, and, you know, there's, there's good stuff on there, you know, there's games, there's, you know educational videos and whatnot but there's also a lot of bad stuff on there and you know we saw with this whole COVID pandemic thing um, people being forced to stay at home and that meant they had a lot of time in front of screens um, a lot of time not interacting with other people and you know and it's, a, it's an accumulation of a lot of different things. It's not just because people are on their phone. But we saw... Um, depression rates rise incredibly high. Suicide rates uh, rise. And... I think it all goes together to this... We've made... The outside world... No more fun anymore. And the only thing that people find entertaining and fun is their phones and, you know, YouTube, all these things that again, have good things on them, but are usually not used for those purposes. Now I, I don't really have a suggestion on how to, to make this any better, but you know, I would like to see, I would like to see a uh, a divergence from this, this modernization of everything. Everything has to be uniform and look the same. Um, more individuality. Now I'm not saying, you know, we need to be like those people that are covered in piercings and tattoos and have green hair. No, but individuality of just having your own brand, not everything needs to be exactly the same, all the, all the teams in the NBA don't have to have the, basically the exact same logo except for the names are different, all the restaurants don't have to have the exact same building except for the name on the front, um, and then as far as, you know, the phones go, I know, you know, people were stuck in their home, there wasn't really much to do, um, but you know, I would, recommend taking you know 30 minutes away from being on the screen and find a book. You know, read a book or I don't know, pull out a board game or something, but I feel like and you know this is a much bigger topic the phones that we could go on. Um but we as a people, we need to figure out how to entertain ourselves, how to have fun, without a screen being in front of our face. Um, there's more I could go on with that, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so, before we get into our main topic of the day, and this la- the last segment that I did there kind of goes along with what our quote of the day is. It's from a philosopher named John Locke. Um, it's a very simple quote, just that, which worries you rules you. Um, so this, you know, this is the phone. This is, uh, anxieties that you have. And I know anxiety is a real issue and, you know, but basically what he's trying to say is the things that you are constantly thinking about, um, uh, especially if they're negative thoughts are going to rule over your life. Um. Yeah, so I'll just leave it with that. You know, leave it for you to interpret yourself. Anyway, so Dave Ramsey, the baby steps, seven steps to win with money. So first off, why, why would you want to do something like this? Well, first off, half of all divorces are caused by money problems. Over half. Um, you know, there's other things like, you know, spouses cheating on each other, um, quote unquote, falling out of love with each other, you know, lots of different things that can happen. But money problems are the biggest issue with that. And it's not just married people that have issues with money, you know. If you are struggling month after month to pay your bills, to pay for your rent, to you know, and then you, you know, you work your butt off, you pay all these bills off, and then there's zero left for you to have any fun at all. Um, it's very stressful. It, like you know, the John Locke quote, it rules over you. You know, you're constantly worried about it. You're constantly anxious about money, and so getting on a plan like Dave Ramsey's can help with with these issues. Help you to no longer be consumed by money yet. At all times. Um, So we'll just get into it. There's seven steps. Um, You do step one. You do step two. You do step three. Steps four, five, and six are done at the same time. And step seven is the last one, of course. And it's done on its own. To really fully follow Dave's plan, you need to follow it in order. Don't try and do all seven at the same time or all... You know, one through six at the same time um, so we'll get into it what step one is an emergency fund this is the starter emergency fund this is I I need a little bit of a buffer to where when I'm tackling the debt if if my car breaks down my air conditioning go, goes out on the house um, I have a an unforeseen medical bill something like this to where you have a little bit of money to save yourself. Um, so Dave Ramsey recommends a thousand dollars for this. Um, personally, with the inflation, the way prices have rised over all the years, I say two thousand, but I'm not Dave. So if if you want to the full-on Dave program, it's one thousand. But you know. You can also make the program your own, you you know, like for me, it's $2,000. For you, it could be $5,000 that you decide, I need this money set aside that I'm not going to touch at all. Okay. That's one of the big keys with this. Is you cannot touch this money unless you have an emergency, you know, you can't put a thousand dollars aside and then go, Oh, um, I need cash to go to the movies and pull out a 20. Need to have have it in a place where you're not going to touch it unless there's an absolute emergency. It also needs to be in a place that is accessible. So, you know, if it's uh, in your bank, it needs to be able to be moved over to your checking account immediately if it's absolutely needed. Um, you could also pull it out in cash and keep it in your home, all these things, but it can't be. Oh, I have $1,000 in my Roth IRA. I'm going to pull it all out because you're going to hit me hit with taxes, with fees, investments aren't your emergency fund. That's where you make money. It's not where you store money to be used for an emergency. So, you know, depending on where you're at um, in your life, you know, how much money you're making, you know, the situation, that $1,000 could take five minutes to just move over and be like, okay, I got my $1,000. It could take a few months. Um, but, you know, set set your goals and map it out. And that comes to one of the biggest things in Dave Ramsey's plan is to set up a budget. Now, this is probably probably the hardest part of Dave Ramsey's program is setting up and following a budget. And he recommends a zero-based budget, which basically means you write down everything that you make for that entire month, um, excluding taxes, of course, um, and you write out a plan for it and you don't stop until you're to zero. Um, so you go, okay, I'm going to put $450 for my family towards groceries, you know the car the truck payment is $300 the you know whatever it is you want to get to zero and you know the thing is you have to follow it now it takes time to to get down it it takes a long time to to not overspend on things and to to follow the budget that you set and it also takes time to really figure out how much money you're spending you could say, oh, we're only going to spend $200 on groceries this month. And by the 13th of the month, you're, you've you spent 280 Well, now you know, either we need to cut things out or most likely, we need to make the grocery bu- budget bigger. Um, I'll just leave it at that right there. So, step number two is getting out of debt. Now, this is probably the most important one most fulfilling one, but also the hardest, um, you know, especially with our culture today, you know, it is totally normal to live with debt. You know, you want to go to college, you take out a student loan. You want to get a a vehicle, you take out a car loan. Um, you want a house. Houses are a little bit different because they're actually, you know, a necessity, um, and they, for the most part, gain value. But you take out a mortgage. Um, And then you get into... Oh, um, I like shopping at Lowe's. They have a credit card. They give me X percentage back. I'll get a Lowe's card. I'll get a Kohl's card. I'll get, you know, on and on. So the way Dave Ramsey um, wants you to attack this... Now, mathematically, it makes more sense to go after the higher interest rate... But like Dave likes to say, if we were doing math, we wouldn't be in debt, which totally makes sense. Um, So the way that he recommends to do it is put your smallest debts first down to your biggest. Now you're going to pay your minimums on every single debt except for that one that's at the top. You're gonna take every little bit of money you can put together and you're gonna attack that smallest one. Then after you pay off that one you're gonna move to the next smallest and you're gonna take that money that you were attacking the, uh, debt number one with and the minimum payment you're already putting towards two and you're gonna attack number two and so on to number three and four and so on. So the reason there's a few reasons you're doing this. First off, let's say you have—I don't know—a Home Depot gift card or a credit card that has a balance of $127 on it. Now you have $60,000 total in debt. That $127 is not much, but if you were to list out your debts in front of you and you go and you pay that $127 off and you cross that mark off psychologically it has a big effect you're going to be all right we're doing this we're making progress you know after that you have a let's say you have a medical debt for 350 so you take that money that you were throwing at that tiny little Home Depot gift card or credit card um, plus the minimum payment you're making for for the uh, medical bill and you knock that out in 3 weeks, you cross off another one. You're make, you're gaining momentum. So, uh, you're gaining a momentum psychologically. You're going, "Okay, we're getting things done. We're paying it off. We're making progress. Things are happening." You're also making progress on how much money is going towards each debt. So, let's say you're putting you're able to put 200 extra dollars a month towards your debts. So, in just a couple weeks, you have that Home Depot credit card gone. And a few weeks after that, you have that medical bill gone. Well, now, you have that $200 you had, plus whatever the minimum you were paying on the Home Depot card, and whatever the minimum on the medical bill was that you were paying added to that. So, let's say you have $300 now, and your next, your next debt is... A $900 credit card. Well, you have $300 to throw at that. Um, plus whatever payment you're making on it. So let's say you're making $30 payments on it. In less than three months, that card's gone. Well, now you have that 330 plus whatever you're going to pay on the next debt. So that's why it's called the debt snowball. It's just like a snowball rolling down a hill as you pay off more, gain more momentum, it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger um, until you get to the point where, let's say, your biggest debt is a truck. You have $20,000 left on a truck at the end, but now all of a sudden you, you have snowballed to the point where you're making, you've got an extra $900 to throw at debt, plus whatever your minimum payment was, it's a lot easier to pay off a truck If you can throw, let's say, $1,300 a month at it after all the extras that you added, then making your minimum payment and trying to throw an extra $50 at it, it's going to go off real fast. And now you're going to find yourself out of debt. If you do this, you know, and I would recommend looking into Dave Ramsey, buying one of his books, probably the Total Money Makeover which goes way more in depth into, it, into how to do all this. You listen to the radio station. You could call in after you pay off all your debt and do the debt-free scream. So he brings you on, um, talks about the challenges and the wins and the losses and all those things that happen while you are paying off your debt. Um, so that's a super cool experience, so you could do that. So now what do you, what do, you do after you've paid off all this debt? What's step number three? Well, we had that $1,000 in our emergency fund, or for like myself, $2,000, or whatever it is you decided. Again, Dave Ramsey recommends $1,000. So if you ever call into his show and say that I told you to do $2,000, um, I'm not going to be too happy with <laughs> you, because he says 1000 so do 1000 if, again, anyway. So we move on to step three. We had that $1,000 set aside. Now we want to make that emergency fund three to six months of expenses, not three to six months of salary, um, but three to six months of expenses. So let's say for you and your family to, to survive for for a month is, uh, we'll say $2,500, you know, for some families that's too much for some families, that's not nearly enough. But remember, we're no longer paying debts anymore too. Now we're just to the point of paying for the rent and, you know, paying utilities, all those type of things. Um, so now, you know, we're paying the mortgage, you know, so just for example, we'll say 2,500. So if I wanted three months of an emergency fund, that's going to be $7,500. $2,500 times three. Um, But I personally, I recommend six months. You know, it's just going to make you feel a lot better to have that much money sitting aside to where if something horrible happens, you can throw the money at that. Or, you know, let's say you get laid off and it takes you three months to find a job you use that money to live on and so six months would be at the $2,500 number like I said would be $15,000 but remember you're no longer paying on your debts you should be able to take that money you're putting towards the debt snowball and attack the emergency fund with that and that comes to a term that Dave likes to use a lot which is gazelle intensity what he means by that is if you watch a video where they show, like, lions and gazelles out in the wild, a gazelle will just be be sitting there, a lion will go to attack it, and it sprints with everything it's got and evades like crazy because it's it's um, a life-or-death situation. He, so what Dave likes to say is maybe um, steps one through three... You have to attack like that gazelle trying to get away from the lion. Um, And so, we attack that, that emergency fund, get it built up as fast as we possibly can. So now, before we move on to the next steps, I want you to take a look at where, if you were to do all this, where would you be through three baby steps You would have zero debts, except for your mortgage, of course, if you have one. You would have zero debts. You would have six months, three to six months of emergency money sitting there to where if you lost your job, you can survive. You um, go to the hospital, you can pay off these bills. Whatever it is, you can survive. You're no longer... Month to month, how can I pay up, or how am I going to make this house payment? How am I going to pay for the car? How, you know, my kids need new shoes. I can't. I don't have any money. How can I pay for that? All these things that that money causes you to stress about are no longer there. So now it's time to start building up that money. So maybe steps four, five, and six are done at the same time. Now, step five, um, and I guess step six, if you don't have these, of course you wouldn't do them, but so step four, put 15% of the money you earn towards investments, towards retirement, my bad, towards retirement. Um, so this could be your 401k at work. Uh, if you have like a Roth IRA, um, some pl- places of work have a Roth 401k, which is just a- absolutely insane to me. I have yet to find a place of business that actually offers this, but I guess it, it happens. Um, so real quick, I just want to talk. So 401k is pre-tax dollars. So You get paid. um, And you set aside a certain percentage to go straight into your 401k. And then the money that's left after that will be taxed. You know, income taxed. And you'll get the, uh, you know, your remainder, your net income. Um, Anything that says Roth is um, after tax. So... Um, so if you put into your own Roth IRA, um, you get your money from your paycheck. Let's say it's, we'll just throw out a RAM number. We'll say it's a thousand dollars. You throw 200 at the Roth IRA. That thing will grow at the percentage rate that it'll grow. You know, the average stock home, or stock market, uh, average is about 11%. So let's say it grows at 11%. Forever and ever ever. When you want to take that out, it's not gonna be taxed. Um, they can no longer tax it. Um, meanwhile, the 401k will be taxed afterwards. Um, I misspoke just a tiny bit ago. Uh the 401k is not pre-taxed, it is taxed after you take it out. Um I'm not anywhere near an expert on these type of things, so if you need more Um, information on this again I'd look at Dave Ramsey I'd look at uh, Chris Hogan who works for Dave Ramsey and then there's tons of investment people that that know way better than I do on this stuff Um, but anyway we want to be putting 15% of our earned income towards that towards retirement because you don't want to work for all these years for years and years and years and get to the point where you should be retiring and you go, oh, I don't have any money. I have to keep working. You know, that's how people end up being 80 years old as Walmart greeters or, you know, whatever. just have to keep working and working and working. So you wanna put some money aside to where you can actually retire comfortably. So step five is to invest into kids' college. So if you don't have any kids, You don't need to do this one. Um, Or if your kids are all grown up, they're out of college, all this. Um, And this is the one step that Dave says is optional. You know, you don't, even if you have kids, you don't have to invest towards a college for them. Now, would it be super awesome for when your kids are 18 to be like, hey, there's all this money set aside. You're covered. You don't have to live with debt. You don't have to take out any student loans, any of that. Um, for me personally, um, it's it's something that when I have kids, I'm going to try my hardest to really put a lot of money towards and to where when they're 18 and ready to go to college, um, that money's there and I, it's not a worry for me anymore. Um, and again, I would look into Dave's stuff to figure out the exact programs to put this into. There's educational saving accounts. Um, I'll just leave it at that. You know, I would would really look into this stuff and figure out what's best for you. Then finally, step six is pay off the house. Now, for like me personally, I don't have a house right now. So I would probably just put more money towards investing or, or saving up to buy a house. Um, now for most people, this is going to take a long time and you're no longer gazelle intense, but let's say you have 15 years left on your loan on your mortgage. Um, if you just, you focus on it and you pay a little bit extra Let's say you can turn that 15 years into 12 years. So after 12 years, you have a fully paid off house. It's been growing um, in value. So you have tons of equity. Um, Now you have all that money set aside for retirement. And you have a home that's completely paid for. And when we started this whole program, you couldn't make monthly payments. Like I said, you couldn't buy your kids shoes. You couldn't, you know, you're constantly stressed about money and look at where we're at without even getting all the way to baby step seven. You know, you get to your sixties, your seventies, you have money to retire on. You have a fat, a house completely paid off. Now let's say you're starting this and you're 60 years old. Obviously it's not going to look exactly the same as somebody that's starting when they're 30. But you can still make progress. You can still make things better for yourself financially going forward. So finally is baby step seven. And baby step seven, Dave likes to call it to, to live. Or how does he put this? <laughs> um, to live and give generously. I haven't listened to him in a long, in quite a while. Anyway, what the whole point of, of Baby Step 7 is, is to really maximize your investments. Maybe you decided to invest in real estate, which I won't get into that very much, but Dave says, if you're going to invest in real estate, pay cash for it. This is not something to put another mortgage on. We're done with debt. We're completely done with debt if we're getting on Dave's plan. So... Um, we're investing into retirement type things. We're, we're building up that money to where you can spend it. You can enjoy it. Um, you can leave a large inheritance for your family, all those things. And you can also give generously, um, you know, to, to whatever charity it is you want to do, or maybe it's your local schools or, um, somebody from your church or your church in general, or Whatever it is. Um, baby step... Or step seven is, is... You know, it's the rest of your life. But it's... The basically I won step. You know, if you followed the program all the way through. You've won. You beat money. Um, you went from being somebody that couldn't make monthly payments. Was living month to month. Or maybe you weren't that stressed about money, but it was no longer, you know, you could no longer just decide you were going to go on a trip or decide you're going to buy something, you know, for the home or whatever it was. Um, yeah. So with that, uh, we're going to end right there. Um, again, I would recommend looking into Dave Ramsey, looking into the books and program. Um, it's just something that, You know, so many people are just miserable because of money problems and I just wanted to do it on, on my podcast to get it out there to, um, bring it to even more people's attention. Um, you know, to help them to hopefully make life easier for, for all of us, basically, you know, but anyway, Thank you all so much for listening. And I forgot what I used to do for the sign-off for this podcast. So I am actually going to switch it up to probably my favorite line from the movie Tombstone. So, well, bye.